Welcome to the Infinity Initiative, a 10th anniversary Marvel Cinematic Universe movie rewatch podcast. Episode 15, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Hello there! Welcome to the Infinity Initiative. Avengers Infinity War is just over the horizon. To prepare, we're watching all the MCU movies in order. My name is Stuart, and I'm joined by Samantha! I am Groot. <laughs> we're, b- <laughs> we're big MCU fans and are super excited to rewatch these movies. So let's dive into 2017's James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Hi, Groot. How are you? <laughs> um, I did contemplate for a little while only saying I am Groot <laughs> for this entire episode, but that, no, that just would not work so well. That would not have worked so well. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it could have worked. I could have, I, I could have just talked for you. <laughs> what? You didn't <laughs> like this movie even though you said you did? How dare you, Samantha? Uh, so so this movie isn't so yes this movie has some great things in it um and it's not so long ago that that i think you and i and ben reviewed this episode didn't we yes we did okay because this 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 was like last year (laughs) as we record this i think this was the summer movie for last year um no it was like march when it came out was it? I think. Uh, yeah, March or May. I remember well, it was a if it's a, movie. If it's a May movie, that's the summer movie. Yeah, but I remember it coming out earlier than May. I could be wrong. Well, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, do you, so what do you remember? Did you go to see this in the theater? Yeah, and I saw it in a strange theater because the seating, um, where you have the stadium seating in a lot of theaters... Mm-hmm. Um, the seating in this one was unusual because there was like a dip in the middle of the audience. Um, I, I, yeah, it was like a weird bowl shape or not a bowl shape, but more like a, almost like a trough shape because the front of the audience would be high up. The back of the audience would be high up, but there was a dip in between (laughs) and the seats were really uncomfortable too. (laughs) So don't ever go back to that theater, I think is what you're no, saying. No, it was strange. Don't go to that theater to see Infinity War, I think is what you're saying. Right. I, I am definitely going to go see this at um, a theater with more, like, the big couch seats. I already right. have that theater picked out. Good. You should buy a ticket soon because I think they're I think they're running out. Oh, actually, um, I, I already have those comp tickets because when I went to go see Black Panther... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, the screen was really dark and I complained. <laughs> Just make sure you can use them. When I was working at the theater, we had to tell people that, no, you can't use passes on that for whatever it was. Oh, that's true. So yeah. just make sure you can use them. Anyway, I'll, I'll now, that we have, now that we have theater policy out of the book, this week on theater policy. Uh, <laughs> so so I went and saw this. I took. I remember taking my daughter to see this and she loved it. Baby Groot, she, she, I am Groot, a whole bunch, just like Samantha. Um, and you probably remember that from the episode. If you didn't, we re, re, uh, we reviewed the episode in the car right after, right after the show was fun, or reviewed the movie in the car right after the show was fun. Um, and that was, that was cool. Uh, 
so what did you what did you think now rewatching this how does it how does it sit with you are you still over head over heels for it or or what oh i still love this movie at the time i thought this was the best mcu movie ever and since then thor ragnarok and black panther have been released and i'm like oh no it's not necessarily (laughs) it's on par with all of that sure but it's it's not the best ones ever isn't it funny how every time they release a new one, this is the best one ever. Yeah. They knocked it out of the park. This is the best one, except for, except for Thor dark world. And the, then people are like, Oh, well, you say that, but <laughs> that's true. I liked Thor. I liked that movie. I liked it again on the second, on the, on the rewatch for this show. Okay, good. I liked it better, which is to say it went from a, like a one to a two. <laughs> Okay, well, that's better. That's that's in the right direction, right? Oh, oh, yes. here you go, here you go. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter how big the steps are, as long as they're in the right direction. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, so, it's a little timely humor for you there. Um, what does this add to the bigger story of the MCU? Now, just remember, we just watched... Um, Captain America. No, we just watched Doctor Strange. Yes. Um, the Celestials. We understand the Celestials a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and how dangerous they can be. Uh, we know that Peter Quill was part Celestial, but with fighting his father, something about destroying his father destroyed his Celestial something about his celestial DNA or maybe it made it inactive. I don't know, but so is he no longer a celestial at this moment? Mm, I would have to say yes. So going into infinity war, he is not a celestial. So he better not touch any of those infinity stones. Right. It could kill him. Yeah. Probably won't because they're not going to kill Chris Pratt. Just saying. Oh, I don't think they will. I need to make an apology. I said Chris Pratt was on Community. He is not on Community. He was on Parks and Recreation. Parks and Rec. Yeah. I, I remember saying that, and I meant to put in a uh, put in a, uh, a disclaimer on the episode, and I didn't. So, <laughs> but yeah, last Parks and Rec still a fun show. Community still a fun show. Community is directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, who is now the MCU's sort of uh, wunderkind. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Side tangent aside, uh, yeah, I think this adds a lot to the MCU. It does definitely brings in the idea of um, celestials and that there's more out in space than just um, people. You know, there's more out in space than just you know people wanting to kill Thanos. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, right. There's the Nova Corps. There's you know the. Ego. I mean, these these are huge dimensional beings that have something to do with Earth and make it not so insignificant. So it's a pretty big deal. Um, I really uh, there wasn't a whole lot of like the character development that was there was good, but it didn't like push all of the characters forward. No, it did. What am I saying? It did. It pushed them forward, but not to a place that was demoralizing, I guess. It sort of brought them closer together. Right. If that makes any sense. Um, 
Yeah. Like, I think Drax, um, he, we understand him a lot more because we understand he might not understand metaphors, but he has a huge heart and he loved his wife and he loved his daughter. And he was an excellent father. Absolutely. And he doesn't Uh, understand that skin is, is as thick on the outside as it is on the inside. Yeah. Yondu, on the other hand, a lot of people praised Yondu for being a being a great father. Yes, he did save Peter from being destroyed by Ego when he was a kid. On the other hand, he also threatened to eat Peter a lot when he was a kid. That's not what you do to children. No, he didn't. That's threat- poor parenting. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, he. Thre- yeah. He threatened to have somebody else eat him. Oh, okay. But still. They wanted to eat you. No, I, I love Michael Rooker. Love him. Oh, yeah. I especially yeah. love him in this in this uh, series. And, you know, with Guardians 3 coming whenever it comes, I'm sad that he's not going to be in it. Because, unfortunately, Yondu did pass in this in this movie. But, you know, they, I, I think he inhabited that character so well. And definitely made it an MCU character where they could, you know, if they wanted to, they could hang a franchise on him or a comic or something on that, his portrayal of that character. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. That, that's great. That was (laughs) fantastic. That, yeah. And that was rolling on the floor. Hilarious. Fantastic. Uh (laughs) And the writing in this is pretty good too. I mean, it's hard to have a second movie that is um, it, it. When you go into a second movie, you're you're built you're you're building on what you've already built. You're, you've laid the foundation, and you're building on that. You're telling another story from that point of view. Um, sometimes you have to do who are all these characters again because you may not have seen the first movie. Blah blah blah, and this does that, but in a way that is fresh and new. I mean, the scene, the first scene with um, all of the Guardians, you know, sort of getting ready to fight the bad guys and and Rocket saying stuff like, well, I thought he'd wanted to have the music. I was doing this for him. And, and you know, Peter Quill, they explain all of their characters very quickly. This is who we are. This is where we're coming from. Oh, we're back here again. And it's it's pretty good. I like right. it. Um, and... Guardians 2 does a unique thing where it's just as good as Guardians 1, mm-hmm. comedy-wise. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I think it might have even stepped up the comedy just slightly. Because when you do a sequel to a comedy, it's not always easy to do. Comedy is the hardest art form in inter- entertainment. Because mm-hmm. it, it's all about timing and and understanding pop culture. and, and It's just... I'm I'm poor with comedy. <laughs> when I was when I was doing theater, I was very poor with it because it's just that hard. Uh, in my opinion, it's actually uh, one of the uh, highest forms to achieve. I mean, people put Shakespeare up on a pedestal, and yeah, he did comedy too. But to do comedy well in any genre, I mean, it's just it, it's it's not easy and. Here it is, you know, this is like um, hitting it out of the park twice for mm-hmm. James Gunn and, and the cast. Mm-hmm. Or actually for everybody that worked on this production. So Absolutely. And then and then to combine that with, you know, tugging at your heartstrings. I mean yeah. when 
my son is two now. And so when I watch this, I don't see Baby Groot or Groot's son, as we later learned. I don't see Baby Groot. I see my son. <laughs> I see my kid. <laughs> and when he's getting, when Ego's crushing him and, and he's like got the big eyes, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I, you know, I start getting verklempt and, and hysterical because because that's my kid. That's not, you know, that's not a tree. It's my kid. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I absolutely think that um, they did well. And it, it's a very well-made, very well-scripted, very well-directed movie. Um, and and so does... So does uh, Marvel because they made, you know, they greenland a third one and it's being written right now. So, but we got to return to the, uh, the original guardians of the galaxy, quote unquote, with the Sylvester Stallone and Michelle Yeoh and Ving Rhames. I mean, those yeah. three names, if they don't, if they don't mean something to you, your fandom is, you might want to step that game up a little bit because I mean, Ving Rhames, he's, He's Ving Rhames. <laughs> I mean, Michelle Yeoh, it, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Michelle Yeoh, Star Trek Discovery. I know. Um, and then Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Rocky. Rocky himself is in this movie. Also oh, known man. as the Demolition Man. Thank you very True. much. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I, so this is a very, very star-studded, very action-packed. There's a lot in this movie. You go from, you know, place to place to place to place. I like that not all of the places. In the first Guardians movie, I kind of felt like we were hops, you know, jet setting all over the place and didn't really have a place to land with our own two feet. This one felt a little bit more grounded um, and a little bit easier to sort of know where you were and where you were trying to go. Um, right. Um, you mean within the geographical space of yes, the MCU? Of well, it's because the first Guardians of the Galaxy was the first movie to take place off of Earth in the MCU. And no, I, no, no, that's, that's not true. Thor was Thor. Dark World was at first. Thor was because you still saw Asgard, right? But not the whole movie. That's where I thought that's you true. were going with that. Oh wait, this is the first. MCU movie to take place entirely off of Earth. So you got to see other planets and meet other species and under and learn about other cultures that are not Earthbound. I'll give it to you. The jury rules that, that you can have that one. Okay. <laughs> but okay. you got there. It got there, but it was, it took a little while. You know, yeah. Uh, yes. We meet different people. We meet um, different species. We meet different Earth-like races. You know, the Sovereign is uh, something we've never <laughs> seen before, um, but very relatable, right? When they're all playing the video games. You know, yeah. that's... Uh, we're, all, we're all playing the ships and the video games. I found myself thinking, like, huh, they think it's a video game, and they're happy to kill people, but <laughs> there's our characters there, and we don't want them to die. <laughs> so, no, boo I on you. I'm sure that they didn't think it was a video game. I'm sure that they sincerely thought that, yeah, this is real warfare, but we're treating it as if it were a video game. So if you listen to the sound mix behind it, there's lots of plings and, you know, yeah. and, and all of those little noises that video yeah. game makes. So 
whether or not the characters were thinking of it, it was supposed to be, it was insinuated, if not directly said, that this is a video game and these people are not treating it as such. So, Yeah. And that entire culture was also an illusion maybe to, like, say, Hollywood. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe um, a nod to, um, like, say, the French court in the 18th century. <laughs> it, it definitely had a little bit of that feeling, too. Yeah, um, where this was, this, um, well, what I say with Hollywood is this achievement of uh, being absolutely, this mindset that everybody must be perfect and or at least physically and but if you look at these characters they're not perfect they're greedy they're selfish i mean yeah they're 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 not perfect at all they're they're highly flawed and but there's this this um priority of self of physical perfection and then you can you you juxtapose that against the uh, the Ravengers who basically have one rule: you can do anything you want as long as you don't deal in children. And Yondu breaks that one rule, and he's shunned for it. Right. Um, and then he, you know, and then he redeems himself or whatever. And and I guess he redeems himself, but not to all the other kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he saved he saved Peter Quill which is good. And he saved Groot, which is good, but you know, what about that giant pile of bones on, on ego's planet? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, yeah. you know, we, we still love Yondu. I'm Mary Poppins. Y'all yeah. is great. Don't get me wrong. It's just that, you know, you kind of things that make you go, Hmm, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so uh, does it add anything else to the greater MCU? Um, oh, we are definitely going to continue to see the Sovereign because she created Adam um, that we saw in a post-credit scene. Or was it mid-credit or post-credit? There's there's so many credits in this Yeah, movie. I mean, and we're and going... These, um, and these credits were pretty amazing, too. Did you, did you ever watch them all? Oh, I, yeah, every time I watch this movie, I sit down and I watch the entire credits through because... There's the David Hasselhoff song, and there's uh-huh. the dancing, and there's the the little snippets of of, of or the uh, little mid credit scenes, and mm-hmm. um, and it's, there's it's, so they they will have in red where somebody's name is supposed to be I am Groot, and then about <laughs> uh, halfway up it changes to the person's name. Yeah. So these credits were definitely a step up for credit sequences. Overall. Yeah, yeah, it's right there on par with um oh man, was it I, I forget which one. I think it's Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, one of the Harry Potter movies. Um you see this it's this little set of footprints going down a scroll and that's and the credits are scrolling up. That's Prisoner of Azkaban because that's the Marauders map. Okay, yeah. Um and then the last Lord of the Ring movies was a lot like that where it was there was something visually entertaining while you're watching the final credits. Right. Right. Which, you know, the MCU does that in general, because if you walk out of an MCU credits, you're dumb. Sorry. Yeah. You are. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Sorry, but it's true. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag sorry, not sorry. Uh, so if you walk out of those, you know, you, you, you're missing something. And, and this sort of propels that into the next sort of phase of that. And then, of course, the David Hasselhoff cameo slash song that got released a little bit early, but we didn't realize he was going to be the cameo. That was awesome. That was. He's a he's he's a guy with a talking car. <laughs> well, this entire movie is actually a big nod to '80s action stars. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't see Arnold Schwarzenegger show up in this movie. Because there's Kurt Russell, there's Sylvester Stallone, um, yeah. David Hasselhoff. I mean, the original and, Nick Fury. Yeah, and that's when uh, Peter Quill was a kid on Earth. Was during the '80s. So it makes me wonder how they could have put in the governator. Well, the governor is now back to acting. I know, so but he could he could be in in um in uh, <gasps> Guardians Three. He's Adam Warlock. Oh, there you go. You've heard it here first. We don't actually know anything, but <laughs> uh, so okay. So I'm adding this segment into this mo- into this series. Wild speculation time. What do you think th- from this film is going to be in Infinity War? Um, the entire cast. That was cause... too easy. <laughs> do again. Well, you're going to see uh, Peter Quill, Gamora, Nebula. Oh, we forgot to talk about that Nebula and Gamora's rivalry is sort of settled in this movie. There you go. It's done. Um <laughs> Great. Um, we're gonna see old Teen Groot, and um, it with his uh, bad behavior. I don't know if you've seen the TV spot yet. Mm. Um, but uh, apparently he says, "I am Groot," and um, there's a little reference following that nods back to the first Avengers movie. Mm. Um, oh, my girl. Yeah. Oh, um, let's see, we're not going to see Michael Roker. Uh, yeah, we're going to see Gamora, Drax, Baby Groot, or Teen Groot, Rocket, uh, Mantis. Uh, and I believe they're first teaming up with Thor. And from some of the clips or some of the trailers that I've seen. That makes sense because don't they meet him at the end of. Yes, at, that's right. At the right. end of Thor 3? I could be wrong. Yes. Um, they do meet up somewhere. Um, and also they have the knowledge about the infinity stones. Right. Because, you know, the whole thing with Peter Quill being able to hold on to one and that's what drew the celestial, you know, ego to him as a, as a, as a plot device. Um, and then of course they put the power stone in Novacore from the first movie. So, that's you got to think that that's an important aspect of this. Yeah, and uh, thing. yeah, and the and the collector explained the Infinity Stones to Peter Quill and Gamora. I forget who else was in that scene, but I, I know those two were in it. So they would have an understanding of Gamora and understands what Thanos is after, and and she and Peter both know how powerful the Infinity Stones are. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how that's going to play in the movie. He's going to, they're going to be like, no, that's a really dumb idea. I know what an Infinity Stone is. I've held one. True, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. 
Okay, speaking of Infinity Stones, let's recap where they were. Samantha, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. The Space Stone, a.k.a. the Tesseract, is still at Asgard. The Reality Stone, a.k.a. the Ether, is still with the Collector. Maybe Howard the Duck is holding it now. We don't know. <laughs> uh, the Power Stone is still with the Nova Corps. What a bunch of a-holes. Um, the Mind <laughs> Stone is still in Vision's head. Although this has been after we just saw Cap 3. Nope, but it's still in Vision's head. Because it's still in Cap 3. Okay. Um, yeah, did I miss any? Um, The Time Stone. <gasps> that's right. We are... It That's on Earth with hey. Doctor Strange. Hey, guys, a little secret. We're recording these out of order. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Doctor Strange was released before Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Right, right. No, what I'm saying is I haven't recorded that one yet. Oh, oh, the, yeah, the Infinity Initiatives episode, yes. <laughs> time Stone uh, is, with, is in the eye of Agamemnon. Agamato. Sure. <laughs> Uh, and it's in it's in Doctor Strange's possession. Yes. Okay. So thank you for uh, thank you for reminding me of that. And so we are. That's all the power. That's all the Infinity Stones we know of. We don't know where the sixth stone is, the, aka the Soul Stone. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I think it's in Colson. Solson. See, it works. Personally, I think it's in another place, but on Earth. And I'm not going to name it because you haven't covered that movie yet here on this podcast. I assume, though, that everybody's seen all of them. Okay, so, yeah, I think it's it's in. um, Oh, Wakanda. Wakanda. Yes. Why not? Every other valuable things in Wakanda. (laughs) Well, um. Ben made a point to me that um, he thinks it's there and it was part of the meteor that that landed in Wakanda. But if you watch the trailers, there's a lot of fighting that goes on there, too. Why on earth would Thanos be landing there? So so here's my absolutely. I mean, here's whatever. The movie's two and a half hours. They show (laughs) literally like three sets. There's got to be more. There's got to be more to this movie. Yes has to be more to this movie. So I feel like showing the Wakanda stuff was the safe bet. I feel like there's going to be a lot more places to be and things to see and places to, you know, go and people to meet in Infinity War. Yes. Okay. And we had Black Panther was just released prior to Infinity War. So they're also tying it back into the success of Black Panther. And on the other hand, too, it could be that Thanos is already has that the uh, was the the Soul Stone. Coulson. He could already have it in his possession. It, but it's in Coulson. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and there's a lot of people too that think it's in um, uh, Tony Stark's chest because um, uh, Loki couldn't affect. Tony Stark with the with the with the staff, but the thing people are forgetting is that he had a core reactor in his chest that was yeah. probably insulating his heart. That's what it was doing. Yeah, so he 
Loki couldn't touch the staff. Too. And and yeah. at the end of Iron Man three, he got the reactor taken out. Right. And so I'm assuming that the cavity the reactor was in is now sewn up. Right. <laughs> and so he no longer because ha- because the whole point was the shrapnel, you know, the arc reactor was there to keep the shrapnel away from his heart, blah, 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 blah. So I'm assuming that now that the shrapnel's gone, there's no point to have a big open wound where your heart is. Right. So I don't think it's there. I don't think it's there either. I think it's in Coulson because I want the TV people to be on my movie. We shall see. I'm not denying it. I I just think it's a, it's a, it's, it's a leap. Whatever. Of course I could, I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong. Okay. Oh, well, (laughs) nobody believes me. Oh, well. All right. Thanks for rewatching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with us. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to share your thoughts with us, head on over to welcometolevel7.com forward slash feedback, where you will find a great many ways to keep this conversation going. Welcome to the Infinity Initiative is a member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Once again, thank you for listening. Next episode, Spider-Man Homecoming. I am Groot. What? I know you don't like Spider-Man Homecoming, Samantha. You don't have to say it every single time we talk about it. I am Groot. (laughs) That button, not that button. I am Groot. Fine, go destroy Ego the Planet. It's okay. I am Groot.